It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, we have Aaron Flottam again. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, two weeks in a row. I mean, this is a, it's a streak for me these days. So I'm, I'm like the Brewers, just trying to get two in a row. Just trying to get two in a row. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it's always wonderful to have uh, have our crew together here. We don't have any any uh, other guests with us this week, but we're... We're trying to focus in on, on some Buck stuff. Uh, the other thing that I've been focusing on, and I'm pretty sure you've been watching some of it too, Aaron, is uh, NHL hockey getting into the playoffs. No Wisconsin team to talk about, but my gosh, just uh, the NHL playoffs are the best playoffs in all of sports. They're just, they're just they just they really are, and I should be paying more attention to them. But man, with everything else in life, it's it's you got to pick your sports. You got to pick your sports, and yeah, uh, that's it's probably my yeah. second favorite sport after football. To, to play or watch and right. uh it's just fantastic. well, well and, it, and it's and it's a weird thing too it's it's like basketball it's like basketball playoffs even nba basketball playoffs are more exciting than i mean regular season stinks yeah any playoff is better than the regular season obviously but yeah nhl playoffs are they're just so right. fast they're so good they're so physical uh, and and, and, and yeah. hockey is underrated in the regular season. It's you can watch any game, and any game is amazing yeah. as long as it's not a blowout one way or the other. But yeah, as long as it's just like a three one game, it's 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 hard fought front to back. It's but yeah, the playoffs are the best. Yeah, hockey uh, playoffs, basketball playoffs, football playoffs, baseball playoffs, probably in that order for excitement yeah. level. But yeah, maybe I'd have to think about that more before I, I I concurred exactly. But that's probably pretty close, if not dead on for what i'd say but yeah no um the one thing i'll say one of my favorite moments just to you know do an aside which is a big thing that we do on the show as you know if you've been listening to us man there was a moment and there's probably no team in in hockey more hateable than pittsburgh (laughs) at this point because if you've been watching sid crosby you know he's he's hurt your team a lot he he hurt the americans he got an overtime goal in the (laughs) gold medal game not only did he beat your team, he beat your country. Yeah, but it's and they were up two one uh, in their series with the Islanders, and uh, the Islanders had a two goal to nothing lead, and Sidney Crosby does the like the weakest kind of force the referees to give him a call. It was the most Jordan esque thing ever in that he committed a penalty, but the penalty was called on the other guy. Like he, he tries to skate into a one on three and just basically drives directly into a defender, tries to put off the boards, and then the defender just puts his hand out to stop him, and Sidney grabs him from behind and then falls over. And he's like, Oh man, he he totally grabbed me. And they called it on the other guy who was just like when they blew the whistle, he just stands up and goes, For what? <laughs> and you can see it on his face. He says it out loud, for what? So, uh, two-goal game, it, it, Penguins are about to go yeah. on a power play. They get a chance to get it to be a one-goal game. What they do is they immediately commit a penalty of their own, <laughs> just a, a dumb tripping play behind the net. And then uh, Latang misses a pass. The puck's going into the neutral zone. He just slides right at the legs of a different guy, commits an immediate interference penalty. And all of a sudden, it's four-on-three. And four-on-three playoff hockey is the best playoff hockey. The ice is so big. And uh, Islander right. score a goal. And then it goes to being a five-on-four, and they score another goal. So in the span of two minutes, it goes yeah. from being two-nothing to four-nothing. And right after, the, the, the Penguins looked like they were going to get back into the game and they just blew it. And it was amazing to watch. It was incredible to watch. So what's it with the superstar players uh, really playing up the injuries here lately? LeBron had a thing last week too, where he uh, fell on the ground after getting slammed by uh, Chris Paul, who's a foot and a half shorter than he is. And then there was a scuffle that broke out and he literally got up from being on the ground, walked over to the scuffle and fell down again because they were, weren't paying attention to him. I love the numbers that have been going around Twitter. Um, what was it? They had the one guy who got a 98 mile per hour fastball to the face, and he was down for 36 seconds. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other game they're showing? There's like a, there's like somebody, some football player like tore his ACL. No, it was the uh, uh, Joe Burrow, like tore his ACL oh, yeah. and MCL, was on the ground for like 78 seconds or 75 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. And LeBron was on the ground for 80 seconds getting poked in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't even guys, put a hockey player Jack, on there because no hockey Jack, player. Dak <laughs> Prescott dislocated his foot on live television and didn't cry. <laughs> they don't uh, even... he, was, well, he was crying, but he wasn't showing it. Yeah. He was strong facing it. Yeah, He was, he was more upset he, that he, he was going to be gone. Like He knew his he season was, was over. He was biting his bottom lip and just being a man about it, right? And uh, yeah, LeBron takes a poke through the eye and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, we're Wisconsin sports show. Oh man, yeah. yeah. LeBron had, or uh, we'll, we'll get into this in a second here. We'll we'll use this as our transition. But the way we'll get into it first off is to tell you first. We are of course Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am Jonathan Bardet. If you want to follow me on Twitter, which I encourage you to do because I'm really funny, and uh, random history and uh, and law tweets as well. Just just to throw it out there, and and history Twitter and law Twitter are two of the best Twitters out there. It's amazing. You can follow me at uh, Not So Humble Host. I say it at the top of the show. That's Not So Humble Host. You can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. Also very easy. And Aaron, where do people follow you on uh, Twitter? Uh, John, you can find me at uh, Cheddar Talk at Cheddar Talk. Um, and the highlight of this last weekend, if you didn't see it on the at Cheddar Talk, um, I was out camping at a beautiful state park we have here in Wisconsin called Devil's Lake. Uh, nice. It's down by Baraboo. It's up in the hills. Uh, of what was used to be a giant mountain range that was uh, before the glaciers kind of knocked down. It was kind of what stopped the glaciers from going any further south during the Ice Age. And uh, it's a very beautiful location. And I wasn't aware that this was happening. But at about 9.30 on, 9.30, 10 o'clock on Saturday <laughs> night, just before we were about to all uh, uh, come back in from the campfire and go ahead and go to sleep for the night, I uh, witnessed synchronized uh, objects flying across the sky from east to west, and I had no idea what was going on, nor did anybody else in the campground, because we're camping. I hadn't <laughs> looked at my phone in 36 hours, except yeah. to see, you know, except for a phone call from my wife or two, but like for nothing else, right? And I was, oh my God, we were all like, all right, well, let's chug one more beer and go to bed, <laughs> and uh, we'll await uh, the, the we'll await uh, uh, the next instructions from our alien overlords in the morning. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was the Starlink satellites from uh, our friend Elon Musk as they were being dropped out of the sky. Yeah, like sixty <laughs> to seventy objects equally spaced apart, going east to west across the sky and uh, glowing because it was nighttime. It was pretty. It was pretty fun. That's the kind of stuff you can find at Cheddar Talk, folks. So. <laughs> They were they were essentially IFOs. They have been identified flying objects. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're actually just low low orbit uh, satellites that uh, me and John were even talking about this about the uh, they right. talked about using weather balloons uh, for internet uh, you know low uh, low uh, not even low orbit but high altitude uh, weather balloons carrying uh, equipment that can bring uh, internet to. Uh, isolated places throughout the earth or places like middle of Africa that, you know, don't have the infrastructure for it. So Starlink is kind of in that I, I read up on it some more. It's a brilliant idea. I didn't even know it was a thing, but uh, yeah. it scared the hell out of me on Saturday <laughs> night, John. <laughs> this podcast is nothing if not informative. Uh, the <laughs> amount of things you learn that are not necessarily what we planned to tell you about is fantastic, but we're going to do the weird transition from what we talked about before into what we're going to talk about next, and it's going to be what we like to call here our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, the main event to do the long transition, because we play the long game here, um, is, is to say that uh, while LeBron James got poked in the eye and just fell about and just almost died, I'm pretty sure. Um, and still lost to the Suns, too, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, we, we had one where Giannis today in, in game two of the playoff uh, against Miami, he had one where he's coming in, he's about to go up, and I think it was Dragic, just straight up forearm, brings his arm above his head and comes straight down at him and just hits him right across both arms and then grabs onto him with both arms as well and just takes him to the floor. And it was amazing. It was just like... They weren't quite sure at first what they were going to even call, I guess, but they they eventually did get the call, and you know Giannis went out there and made his free throws. But Bobby Portis 
went out there and just put his hand into uh, Dragic's chest to tell him to back up away, and he got a technical foul for that. <laughs> so Dragic got to go shoot one, which whatever it didn't matter at all. We we're gonna do this non chronologically because this is what's on our mind right now is Game Two, which mm-hmm. was phenomenal. If you're a Bucks fan, right. this is what I want. I want great basketball games when I don't have a team in it. When there's no dog in the hunt for me, I want a great game. I don't yeah, want a good game when the Bucks are playing, and this was not a good game. This is a and, thirty-four and, point and, drubbing, and and that was and that's part of just being a Wisconsin sports fan from having lost so many <laughs> close games in the playoffs. Can can we just get a blowout every once in a while? Just we're just, sick of it. Yeah, we've lived this. Let's let's just have a blowout, and that's what today was. Like you said, thirty-four point drubbing. Yeah. So yeah, just one thirty-two to to ninety-eight, and it was just just. A lot. It was just forty-six to twenty in the first quarter. The Bucks then. I mean, the Bucks won every single quarter in this game. Forty-six yeah, to twenty, which is the big one. Uh, Thirty-two to thirty-one, second quarter. Uh, Twenty-nine, twenty-seven in the third quarter. Twenty-five to twenty in the fourth quarter, and that's how you get a yeah. thirty-four point win. First off, you just yeah. blow them out early, and it really took uh, Miami completely out of what they want to do. Miami wants to stay with you. They want to grind with you. They want to, they want to, they want to just be a, a physical team. They have some inside outside guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. like their 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 bigs aren't bad. Um, they're they're not going to be physically as good as what we've got. But uh, Dwayne Dedman, the uh, the leading scorer for Miami tonight with 19 points. Their center getting getting the points today. Uh, just getting not much in terms of what they wanted from their. Uh, their guards and they play they play a more traditional uh, you know two forwards a center shooting guard well actually they play two shooting guards essentially um Nunn and Robinson come out there get 19 points together Butler comes up with nine Ariza doesn't get a single point and um Deadman's coming off the bench to get 19 uh, Adebayo getting 16 on his own yeah just uh, not what they wanted Butler in both games thus far uh, he's had some big plays here and there, but he was a non-factor in this game. He's <laughs> four of ten. Didn't attempt a three because he's not good at it. That's not his game. Uh, so he, that's why they want to be able to keep grinding. Uh, like Butler can keep getting in your face. He can wear you down for the fact that you have to keep chasing him because he goes. He just goes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he couldn't do that because they needed to shoot. They shot 28 threes in this game. And they made eight of them. And the Bucks, yeah. the Bucks set a team playoff record for three pointers. They made twenty two. Made twenty two uh, threes. Well, because because Forbes was nuts today. But yeah, Bryn, Bryn Forbes, twenty two points, uh, second on the team in scoring. Um, Connington right. gets you fifteen. Portis gets you eleven. That's three players from your bench in double digits. And then I mean, we'll yeah. we'll take it. You know, it's like we've talked about that for years with. Uh, with the with the Bucks, you know, we 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 finally kind of have a big three, but it, yeah. you know, it's not the biggest three, <laughs> but you know, but and and the thing, you know, everyone wants to poo poo the depth thing, but you know, when you when you when your bench can come out and contribute like that as well as they did, that's how you get a thirty four point win. Like, you know, you can run your run your starters into the ground in the playoffs. It's nice to be able to like be able to have the starters not have to carry, even though they were very yeah. active oh, in yeah. tonight's game, obviously. I like having other people step up. I mean, it was nice. It was an all-around group effort. And, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk about game one here in just a second. But, like, I, I heard it from a couple other places. Uh, Grant Bl- uh, Blyce on the Wisco Sports Show on 1610 out of uh, Madison was talking about that. It's, it's nice to see, you know, that ugly win on Saturday. Because when the Bucks have everything work for them like they do today, they're unstoppable. This right. is that, – that was regular season Bucks playing a playoff game tonight. You know, yeah. so, like – when they can put into cruise control like that and get out early and often and they're hitting and they're doing things and Drew is uh, dishing it out, 15 assists tonight. I mean, that's hard. He almost had a triple-double the hard way, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> well, no, what's the hard way? With block with shots. With blocks. Right. The Yeah. Draymond Green had one without getting points one time. 
<laughs> yeah, assist rebounds and block shots or something or steals. Is that what it was? Anyways, maybe. We'll but uh, yeah, Drew Drew Holiday out there dishing the ball off. Chris Middleton got to take a backseat tonight. Uh, yeah, Giannis Giannis is a star. Of course, he'll always have thirty-one and thirteen. I mean, that's his that's his bit. He's the star of the team. Everything well, runs around him. But you know, and that's it. That was you know, as opposed to Saturday, which was the ugly win. Right. This is what happens when this team is firing on all cylinders, and they can do this. And it's good to do this because this is how it should be most games. And I would like to see this throughout the playoffs <laughs> at all possible. Yeah, and this is the one team that scares you the most because Saturday <laughs> is the game you expect from Miami. Mm-hmm. And in all fairness for the Bucks here is you say Miami did everything they wanted to do in that game. They shot 40% from three. I guess the one thing they'd like is to shoot better overall. They shot right. you know, under 40% overall, but 40% from three. The Bucks shot 16% from three. They were five of 31 from three points and and won that game. Uh, I mean, they, could, they sh- almost really should have won in regulation. But they go to overtime. Giannis doesn't does not play the game you expect. I mean, he's got 18 rebounds. He's he's fighting through it, getting his way to be involved in this game as much as he can. Three different players have double digits and rebounds in that game. Holiday DiVincenzo has 10 rebounds in that game. Right. Um, yeah, but 20 points they, each they, from they were all playing well. It was it was a it was a total group effort tonight. It really was. Or sorry, did you go to Saturday? I'm Saturday. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to go back to Saturday where. Reverse. I'm sorry. Hey, tr- tr- truth in podcasting, everybody. The Brewers game just ended on Monday okay. night, so and it was getting tight at the end. So I was watching <laughs> that for a second. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So sorry. Saturday night. Let me go get up that. And box the Bucks. Score. The Bucks only go four deep on the bench that night. So it's Tucker, mm-hmm. Portis, Connaughton, and Forbes, and they all you know, kind of doing all right. Tucker's he doesn't get any points, but that's not why he's on the floor. And and here's the thing that one of the best stats I saw from this when Giannis was guarding Butler, he was two of six. When Tucker was guarding Butler, he was 0 of 6. That's 12 of his shots. Butler was 4 of 22 on that game. Yeah. And, I mean, finds a way to knock on on Giannis, but Tucker's been great. That that pickup was fantastic. And Holiday, too. (laughs) Holiday has been doing very well locking down, playing the defense, and being very involved offensively. Those two pickups really just changed the tone of this team from what how, last year's playoff looked like against the same Miami team. How exciting is it right now that Middleton, Giannis, and Holiday will be here for, what, the next four years at least together? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, this, and, this is a great right. group. It is. It is. it is. And, and Tucker's been – who did we give up for uh, Tucker, Augustine? Yeah, he, Augustine was part of the trade to go get Tucker out yeah. of um, the Houston. And, yeah, no, it was – yeah, uh, it's been fantastic. It was really, really fantastic uh, pickup. Both teams only went four deep on their bench in this game. Mm-hmm. It was honestly, it was, it was the Bucks only won the second quarter in this game. They outscored Miami by five. They got outscored by two, one, and two in the other three quarters. The second quarter is the only quarter where they were winning, and it would have been tied in the fourth quarter, uh, scoring wise, for just that quarter. The Bucks were up 99-97. And this is one of the two that Giannis didn't get. Uh, Butler gets the ball, dribbles for a little bit, sees he doesn't get a whole lot else, and finds a way to... I mean, everybody basically clears out for him, and he takes the drive to the outside shoulder and gets that little layup, just just puts it in and ties it up with no time on the clock. Before By the time it actually rattles around and through, there's no time left, and it's a tie game. Yeah. And to be very honest, that's where I thought the game was over. Because Butler breaks your heart like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. And, um, yeah. and hey, and hey, by the way, so that uh, that game was playing when I was out at the uh, campground, and that is the first time I've listened to listened to an entire Bucks game on the radio. <laughs> I listened to Ted Davis call that whole game. I forgot how hard it is to call basketball on the radio. It, it's a and rough Ted thing. Da- yeah. Ted Ted Davis does a good job because it's it's hard to paint that picture. There's a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. You're trying to get you know what's off the screen, where they are, how far away they are, and yeah, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of Badger games on the radio, and it's just it it's strange and hard listening to games with two teams that you don't really know on the radio is impossible because you're just, they're just names. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh my gosh, hockey is also terrible to listen to on the radio. It's not as good. It's mm-hmm. just not as good. Yeah. Um, and I do listen to pointer games on the radio <laughs> and Badger games on the radio sometimes. Depends on if I'm yeah. driving. I got to listen to it. 
Davis yeah. is awesome with the Bucks, by the way. I honest guy, truth again, some more truth in uh, listening <laughs> habits of Aaron Flotum. Um, uh, I never listened to a whole game all the way through Ted Davis. I've listened to parts of it, but Ted Davis is good. We're blessed with some really good play-by-play people here. Matt LaPay. Matt LaPay is fantastic as well. Matt LaPay. I mean, we got Wayne Larrabee. I mean, that he's almost goat. I mean, yeah. and then uh, I mean, you've got Euchre, but I mean, it's all the guys have come through uh, through the Milwaukee Brewers organization, and uh, Levering is pretty good. Him, Levering and Grindle are pretty good. Like yeah. the future is bright for Milwaukee baseball too. Once uh, you ever steps down, if he ever does, no, we got um, some sort of serum to keep him alive forever. I'm sure. <laughs> but anyhow, I guess the other thing we'd add is you know just to talk about this in terms of what what other things we want to say in terms of what you take away from these series. Futurama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the things we want to take away in this series is just so far the pickups that we've made have drastically changed how this team plays against Miami. I mean, right. they're just the defense is way better. I mean, essentially 99 points on Saturday, 98 points today. And that's just, you know, what, what happened in regulation because yeah, they got one Oh seven, but eight of those are in overtime. If the bucks get to a hundred, you know, in, in regulation, they're going to win these games. And that's just kind of how it goes. The defense is much better. Uh, much improved. Yeah, what and, was the number I heard? Like uh, 104 is basically the threshold for the Bucks. If they can keep a team under 104, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, almost this first time, except for they only scored 99 on Saturday in a game where, by the way, everything went wrong. That's the other thing to bring up here is like when everything goes right, they're going to blow this team out. When everything goes wrong, they're going to be very tight and still have a chance to win. So that's what we get here. We'll see what happens when they go on the road. It's, you know, it's a different sort of feel and everything will be a little different here, but I mean, they lost in five games last year to this team and they they look like they're, they've, they're look like they figured a lot of things out and they were ready for this team. It looks like the off season was getting ready to play Miami again. And they look like they're doing a lot better job of it. The other thing is we have to talk about like the amount of crap that Chris Middleton gets from so many, you know, Johnny can lately fans is weird in this, this situation. Like, I don't know why anybody doesn't like Chris Middleton. No, he looks like a little kid with a beard playing basketball. <laughs> but he, he's much taller. Look, he's a really big kid. But I mean, like, oh, he's so baby faced though. <laughs> the one thing that people always try to bang on him for is is he hasn't had the playoff uh, moments that that he you'd expect him to have, I guess. Right. But man, that Saturday game, that was huge. I mean, he 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 rolls over to the to the right hand side, and he's into a double team and he does mm-hmm. the jump back uh, shot and just, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not a off glass. It's not a no look. It's not a guess. That thing drops to the bottom. Oh yeah. It, it, it barely caught any net on the way through. I mean, it was, it was, it was beautiful. It was a, and, and so good for hey. him. He ends up leading the team in scoring that game and makes the play that wins it leaves 0.5 seconds just so there's that one little chance to do the inbounds pass. Why Miami decided to give the ball then to Jimmy Butler in the corner for a three, who does not shoot threes well? He's they have better three point shooters, mm-hmm. but they're going well, to. I mean, the ball what, was his, uh, what was his name? Uh, Duncan Robinson, combination of the two uh, Spurs centers, all time greats. He had yeah. what was he up to like? Overtime. What was he up to like twelve three pointers in the game? Why didn't they try and get him up in the corner? He had an interesting overtime where he he made a couple threes in that overtime, but he also had the 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 uh, flagrant one I think where yeah. he, he he just for no reason decides that to fight through a screen he needs to take his forearm and come straight up the chest and into the the chin under the jaw of Middleton and yeah, yeah that was that was an incredibly dumb yeah. play he made up for it by it hitting was. a couple more big shots and uh but yeah no that, just really that, wasn't it like the first play into overtime too it was very shooter. early I thought that if, if right away I thought yeah I was so. hoping he was coming back because he hit him right under the jaw and went down, and that was that was ridiculous. There was another one today for Middleton. They're definitely putting him on the ground today. Um, mm-hmm. Was it Dragic? Does the yeah. he does essentially what Sidney Crosby did? He comes in on a screen, then grabs the cloth from the jersey from behind and pulls mm-hmm. Middleton down on top of him. As he's going down, he also traps Middleton's foot between his legs. Mm-hmm. To and then turns so to make sure he gator rolls him to the floor. 
And at first, they were going to call Middleton for something. It was ridiculous. Yeah. They had to go to their replay to be like, oh, yeah, no, he's that guy's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, without, without, without dabbling too far into hyperbole with uh, Middleton on Saturday, that shot that he made at the end of the game, that was crazy. Good. I mean, it, I know it was game one of the first series of the playoffs, but I mean, that was as big a shot as I've seen anyone make in the playoffs to win a game. Like, in a while, yeah. you know. Yeah, and and I, not just on the Bucks, but like on any team, yeah. like with with less than three seconds left, and it's I mean he was basically triple teamed, you know he 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 had three people in front of him, uh, one came right up in his face, he and he had to dribble around another one, you know, and he left another one, but there were three people in the general area, and he, he I mean that's as big a playoff shot as you'll see. Like yeah. it's not the finals, so I'm not going to dabble into MJ hyperbole. But uh, I mean, <laughs> some of the bigger shots you've ever seen in the playoffs, like that's right up there with them. Like to yeah. to nail it down at the end, walk off shots. That was that was pretty well done. And like you said too, it was wasn't a, a glass shot. It wasn't you know no, it was, that was rattle around. Insane. It was he didn't miss it, and he got about an inch over the defender's hand to get that shot off. And yeah, and he did it on his own. It was all him, and I'm so happy for him. And uh, th- we need that Chris Middleton too. You know, I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for the the team in general because that's as a fan, that's the player that we need out of Chris Middleton. He's making that money. He needs to do those things. Yeah. So, Will snipe Sally. Right. <laughs> Aaron's with me on that one because we both watched Letter Kenny. Yes. <laughs> Not that we can repeat half of the things we see on Letter Kenny, and we bring up trailers. We'd probably bring up Trailer Park Boys more often, too, but we can't yeah. say half the things they right. say. Right. I don't watch that one as much, but yeah, I do love Letterkenny because yeah. they sound familiar. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, they're uh, they're Ontario, eh? Oh, yeah. So. You know, I tell you what. I know. But, yeah, no, it's getting ready then to this next couple of games. I feel very good about the Bucks going forward. It's still going to be a fight. You know it will be a fight. There's going to be a tough one here. I don't think they're going to sweep them because I don't think they take two in Miami. I don't think that that's coming. No. There's definitely people going to be on Twitter now just talking an insane amount of trash, but I'm not into that. I mean, like, I'll, I'll respond if fired upon, but I don't I don't attack other fan bases unless they, they've been really asking for it. But, no, that's that team in Miami is very good, and it's the one yeah. team we didn't want to play. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see well, how it goes from here, though. Right, and uh, and again too, I know it's an it's a it's I know it's all about the money, but this is the reason why I think round one should still be best of five. I mean, it, it, we could be yeah. done with it. People were just trying to tell us too, like like a lot of people watch those playing games; those are trash. I have, I have no interest in watching any of that. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. Like the first round, other than this Buck series, which has been fantastic so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that we blew them out in the second game, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. first round of the playoffs is, is not generally all that good. I I can't tell you much about the other games anywhere else. I think you know some of the Western I, games have been interesting. I was gonna say I think we'd be a little bit more interested in the Western playing games if the Lakers and Golden State would have both got gotten bounced, and it would have been uh, Phoenix and uh, oh, the, oh yeah, uh, yeah, the other team that didn't make it. But anyhow, yeah, yeah no. Yeah. So to what you're saying. I, Going down to, and that's the other thing too. It's like best three out of five. Um, uh, I, I like that uh, number one because it makes more sense in my head in the long term for like the playoffs. But like in this situation too, the the strength of the Heat is their coach. Uh, yeah. Spolstra is a very good coach, and people don't like to admit that they want to give LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne, Dwayne Wade all the credit for the the championships that they had championship chips. Two, ships. they had two. Yeah. Two. Yeah, they had to. Um, and uh, Spolster is a very good coach, and uh, that's the problem with going down to Miami. Is now you're going to be in his his den, and and with the talent that he has, he'll be able to make something out of it. And uh, I forget who I was talking to. I don't know if it was Owens or if it was Matt who I was hanging out with this weekend. But basically, the the <laughs> the the uh, the the answer to the question of how will how will uh, Bud ever get fired as the coach of this team, and that's if uh, the Celtics let uh, Brad Stevens go, or if the Heat let Eric Spolstra go. Yeah, pay <laughs> him whatever they got, want. You got to hire that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Spolstra is great. And here's the other thing: is like the Bucks. The one thing they do have to do now is 
they have to get ready to play a completely different team than what they played today because they will not right. see that team again. Bucks made a couple adjustments. They they did a lot more with some pick and rolls and some movements to get more open looks on three and to attack inside a little bit more to try to create some more space. And I think that that's, that's one thing. They looked a little different that way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to see that in the next game. You, that that play will not be available to you. You better be no, ready I... to do something different next time. Like the Bucks won and then adjusted and won big. And you got to change but, but, again. I mean, look, look what the adjustment the Heat made too was yeah. like. It, he still had some points, but he was not nearly as much. You said after maybe the game of his career. I won't say game of his career because I'm not going <laughs> to say I'm a great Chris Middleton mind. But Chris Middleton had a great game on Saturday, and then you said it. He he was on his butt a lot tonight. Like yeah, they, they made they sure that Chris tag. Middleton wasn't going to beat him again tonight, and he didn't. Instead, some guy named Forbes who has a <laughs> magazine that talks about rich people. Drains a whole bunch of threes, six for nine, and uh, <laughs> scores twenty-two points. Um, but still, yeah. But but I mean, they made they they took they took Middleton. I, Middleton still has seventeen seventeen points, but, points like, and yeah, but I mean, like slow night. It was obviously they they tried to slow him down a little bit, and instead, you know, Giannis just went railroad, and Forbes went railroad, the bench went railroad, which it's, it speaks to the the Bucks having a lot of strengths and a very deep yeah. team. But uh, yeah, no, there, there were adjustments made. And the adjustment tonight was uh, don't let Middleton beat us. And he didn't. The rest of the team did. Yeah, <laughs> they, they they were able to hit the threes this time. You weren't going to keep the Bucks from shooting for four straight games. Uh, just wasn't going to happen. So, yeah, Bucks just got they got to they got to win two of the next uh, next fire or whatever. So, yeah, that's that's a better look than what you, you could have had. You know, feeling a lot better now at two and oh. But uh, we are missing the most uh, impressive part of the game, which mm-hmm. is, and I don't know if you saw this part, Aaron. At one point, play is stopped. The ball is bouncing. Giannis does the soccer star thing, like oh. kicks the ball up with one foot and kicks up with the other. I mean, you'll see the replays somewhere. Yeah. Like he does it like six times, and then the last one he kind of loses control of it, and he runs down there and <laughs> gathers it in and throws it back to the ref. Yeah, It's kind of cool, like. You're getting bored at that point in the game. He's just finding something else to do when the play's over. It was as entertaining as what else was going on on the floor other than, you know, 22 three-pointers by the Bucks. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say that Red Panda played at halftime. She's the best. She is great. That is also true. But I didn't see that because I was watching it on the, well, well, you on the say, TV. You said you're, you're missing the important part of the game. And I was like, what, Red Panda played at halftime? I would love <laughs> I've never. I've been to a number of basketball games in my life. I would love to see Red Panda perform. She is legend. My favorite part of the Bucks games when you're there in person is when they do the bit where they record people around the stadium eating. Yeah. And then at like halftime or in the third quarter, they show it in reverse as if people oh, are just pulling oh. full food out of their mouth. That's so weird. <laughs> I have not seen that. That's... Oh my gosh. You gotta, I'm sure they put it up mm-hmm. somewhere on YouTube, but my goodness, when you watch that, you're just like, what in the world? Like watching somebody just create a taco in their hand out of their mouth. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> No, All right. I'm sure I'll see, I'll see. I'm sure I'll see it next year. Uh, I've I've considered uh, uh, multi-game packages to take my family to games next year. This year oh, was yeah. still a little. This year was still a little shoddy. Yeah. I might try and make a playoff game. I don't know because I haven't been to Fiserv yet. But uh, you know, uh, I would love to get there, and I'd love to take my family to a game. And it's just the playoffs aren't the time to take a family afford to the playoff game no. or to a game because it's uh, it's really expensive, and they're going to still want to leave at halftime. So. No. <laughs> All right, we're gonna roll hey, off John, on the Bucks John, here. What did we just? Hey, what did we just do, John? We did like twenty minutes we, on the Bucks. <laughs> we cashed those tickets for six months. We've been saying we don't care about basketball. It's the regular yeah. season. We'll talk about it once it gets here. First show since the playoffs started. Yeah. We dominated with basketball talk. We did, How and it's it, it, it's ba- playoff NBA basketball is good. All right, it, it is very good. It is way better than the regular season because regular season is garbage. Like we mm-hmm. knew who was going to the playoffs basically the whole year. It's, it's who's going to get seated where. Yeah. And I wasn't even lying earlier too. Like speaking of hyperbole, um, I wasn't lying earlier when I said hockey hockey playoffs are the best. They're the best. Uh, they're they're exciting because the scores can never get that far apart. And the teams, it's like the line in hockey. The over under on total games total total goals scored per game is like five. Because it's always that because the teams are a lot closer than you'd think, you know. So and so it's just razor razor margin of error in in hockey, and the really good teams are maybe a goal and a half better than the other team. Yeah. In basketball, you know, in in basketball, basketball is a different beast too because 
superstars can take over games and keep it together. And it's how many games can that superstar win versus how much depth do you have? And can you go seven games on a superstar? And can you go whole playoffs on a superstar? Can you Carmelo Anthony an entire um, uh, NCAA, <laughs> you know, uh, 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 March Madness through the NBA playoffs? And LeBron has a couple times with, you know, yeah. uh, w- with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then football, you know, football is exciting, but there are stinker games when it comes to football. Like there are playoff games that just aren't watchable. And, 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 and unless there's drama created in the game, there's really not drama out. I mean, there, there's, I mean, there's a week between games, and it's not a best of series, you know. And, um, and then baseball is just, I don't know, it, it's okay, it's, it, you know. But usually by the time, by the time they get to the World Series, you know, half the country's out of it, because half the know. country doesn't care. This is like we always joke about if there's ever a Milwaukee, Minnesota World Series, I'll be there you know, every day. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll be stoked. <laughs> It'll be you and me. Just, just these two states, Minnesota and Wisconsin, <laughs> just on fire, and forty-eight <laughs> other states and four other territories that don't give a rip, you know. So, but it's you know, yeah, you know, it's, interesting. You know, and, and that's why I said, and that's why I said it that way too. And playoff basketball is fun; it really is. It's a lot of fun. And if there were a Twins Brewers World Series, there would be like seventeen Cubs fans there just rooting against both teams because <laughs> Cubs fans, Cubs fans, every baseball game ever. <laughs> Cubs, Cubs fans might still have twenty five percent of the tickets at uh, uh, Amfam it, Field. It never <laughs> fails. Every every oh, baseball God, game I've been to, Brewers or otherwise, doesn't matter who's playing. There's always a Cubs fan there. If the Cubs aren't playing, it is a Cubs fan rooting against both teams. It's I mean, ridiculous. You, you gotta you gotta give them credit, but those <laughs> jackasses. I mean, if it, it could be World, <laughs> it could be Game Seven of the World Series between the the Brewers and the Twins, and you'd get a you'd have a Go Cubs Go chant out in right field. There'd be one guy with his buddies, but he's wearing a Cubs fan hat, like a Cubs hat, and he's just like, boo to everything. Like both teams yeah. getting announced, he's booing them both, and just like, why are you here? You spent money to come here just to boo both you. Every game, every game I've ever been to. Yeah. Okay. Little bits of stuff for for Packers here. We're going to transition. I know everybody's still very excited about the Packers. Of course, the biggest news coming up here is the trade of Aaron Rodgers on Bleacher Report when they did their Madden 21 and traded Aaron Rodgers away. <laughs> and then the Packers won a Super Bowl when they simulated. Um, that's, of course, the biggest tra- Who did they trade him to? I don't know, and I don't care because none of it's okay. real. All right, just, I just checking. Right. I just want to throw that in there. It just seemed like such a – like Bleacher Report reports these Madden scores like it matters, and it's just so so weird. I'm sure they get money for, for saying that, but – they traded him away. I don't even know who got him, but whatever happened is you know, the the Packers win a Super Bowl. Then there's other reports now that Aaron Rodgers, besides telling oh oh g- give me oh I I, no, I misread I misheard you. The Packers still won the Super Bowl without him. Yes, they did. Oh, so that's fun. great. That's great. Then yeah. I, oh, that is fantastic. Yeah, but anyhow, the the weird news coming out now in Rumorland, which is not the real world, but where every NFL reporter lives right now. And uh, it's just, there's there's this talk. They're like, well, if Aaron Rodgers gets traded and all that. But then there's the other stories going on. They're like, Aaron Rodgers has been telling people, don't come to Green Bay. I'm not going to even be there. Except for he didn't tell Bakhtiari that. He didn't tell yeah. Devontae Adams that. He didn't tell Aaron Jones that. He didn't tell, he, he hasn't been telling his own teammates not to sign back with Green Bay because I won't be here. And they all, like all these big contracts that have been signed by people who he is close with on this team. So and, and, and it's all garbage. It's all garbage too. Like Chris Collinsworth put out today that uh, after the big, after the big snafu that happened with uh, Shannon Sharp and Julio Jones this morning, Chris, Jeez. Chris, Chris Collins. Did you hear, did you see that? Oh yes. And it's, Oh, okay, good. I, I figured you did. That's, that's if, if I saw it, then everybody saw it. Um, and then Chris Collinsworth tweeted something. Here's something that could make Aaron Rodgers happy. And it's like, <laughs> boy, you are tone. Tone deaf as anybody, man. Like, obviously, you do not know anything about what's going on in football because everyone knows the Packers are cash strapped. And even if the salary cap goes up $30 million next year, they're going to have to shed $20 million and still resign Devontae Adams. And who else do we have to resign next year? Uh, 
I don't. Know, I haven't looked to next year yet already. I'm just trying oh, to get through yeah, this offseason well, without Devon, just Devontae is number one, and uh, um, oh Jenkins, I think too. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of people the Packers need to resign. The Packers can't afford anybody. Anybody. No, and that's that's the thing. Somebody put up like, well, what if they get a trade in principle and go to Rogers with it, and he says he'll take less money, and then go to Adams with it and tell him take less money. You're like, still, why would they do it? Why like, would <laughs> why would Adams why would Adams agree to take less money to bring in someone that's going to drive his numbers down in a contract here? Probably because that's, he'll also be more wide open on a lot of other things. Like the underneath stuff's just going to be there for him because you. I mean, you'll have Marquez and him taking the top off of every defense. All right. You're going to have no help on, on Adams. Adams is going to be one-on-one everywhere. No safeties, nothing. Right. Either way, none of that's happening. They're definitely not trading for Julio. Like you just said, they can't possibly afford him. It's an impossible. They were the number one offense I in just, the NFL last year. I'm sick of this. The Packers don't have any weapons. Stuff. Yeah, no. It's Maybe we did, we did lose a big piece of the offense when Lindsley left. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. He is a very good center, and that's the reason why he was the highest paid center in football for like a day. And then the Lions paid their <laughs> guy a whole bunch of money. But uh, 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 I mean, so yeah, losing Lindsley is a big deal. But the Packers are a lineman warehouse; like they'll figure it out. You know, it's going to happen. You know, and even though we don't get good. even though we don't get back back until December, they'll figure it out. You know, and. Uh, I, I really think there's going to be some steps forward by some of the younger guys, but uh, it's what are we talking about here? I mean, <laughs> I mean, what, 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 why? If it wasn't for the fact, I mean, this should say that yeah. the Packers are one of the top organizations in football because Pro Football Press has decided that they're they're not even talking about Dallas in the off season this year right. because it's not exciting. Especially yeah. when Julio Jones drops this morning, I don't want to go to Dallas because I want to win. Yeah, that was mm. so good. Dang. Anyways, so I mean, that's, that's it. I because mean, he the, was the, pictured the over the weekend by some right. fan wearing a Dallas. He said jersey. It's not a jersey. He's wearing a sweatshirt. Right. But still, who and, cares? And so, I mean, I mean, the Packers. I, I mean, everybody's everybody's Kansas City fanboy right now. Uh, it, there's, it's not fun reporting on Brady because they have been for 15 years. They're literally just making up drama. And if you don't think for a second, Aaron Rodgers, who likes to. Uh, how do I say this? Uh, mess with everybody all the time. Yes, he's doing. He's just not talking. He's there's videos of him. He's in Hawaii. Out in Hawaii. Yeah, he looks like he's down about ten pounds. And that's good for him. I mean, he gets and, to have his vacation. I don't care. That's good for him. I'm he's hoping missing, he's missing OTAs, which whoop de do. I mean, he's a seventeen year yeah. vet. You know, and and the other thing is, what's this message sending to the Packers? I mean, if anything else, he's just sending a message to the Packers, like, hey, you know, if 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 we can't get on terms together, I'm in an okay place, so don't think I, you know, I, I need you guys. I mean, that's that's all he's doing. He's if a, that's what he's doing, anything at all, which he's probably not. And it, at this point, he has literally got all of us. I mean, just when you thought that um, Russell Wilson could have won, won the offseason with having his bit with. Well, I don't want to be traded, but Ugh. here are the teams I'd like to go to. Right. Here comes Aaron Rodgers with the, well, I'm not going to talk. It, Bye. He, he's the quiet version <laughs> of Greg Jennings. Greg Jennings. Remember yeah. like all the times that Greg Jennings would be at the end of his contract, and he would mm-hmm. be out there, and his sister would be out there, and they'll be like, I don't know if this organization really even looks out for me. I don't even know what they're taking. And he, he'd say all sorts of things. He would take every media availability and talk about his contract. And then at the end of the day, he'd sign the contract. He's like, I always wanted to be here. You know, like, I love Aaron. I love these guys. This locker room is like family. To me. And you're like, like, you can't think that we don't remember a month ago, right? <laughs> like, nobody consumes I, I, media like the Packers fan base. Packers fan base reads. Like, if you look at the internet usage of Packers fans compared to any other fan base, like, we are on yeah. there reading stuff. It's like crazy. Uh, and, and so just... But Aaron's being quiet about it. He's still trying to play the, like, I'm going to show you guys. You know, like, like Jennings was trying to get the Packers to the table by saying how much he would rather be somewhere else. Rodgers is doing it by just showing him he's he's fine with whatever else and leaking out little things on the side about, oh, I thought I was getting traded and this and that. It, it, it's contract stuff for the most part. And I'm, I just have so much trouble caring. What you mentioned earlier about OTAs. Andrew Brandt had a great tweet on this that I thought was very interesting. Andrew, says, Brandt, follow. Andrew yeah. Brandt is a great follow. 
Um, he was an agent, and, and he also worked in the front office for the Packers. He's the guy who was there to sign the contract for Aaron Rodgers. He was there to mm-hmm. get that done. If you see the pictures, he puts it up. Andrew Brandt tweeted basically that um, when Favre decided to stay in Mississippi and not go to OTAs, the team got the chance to watch Rodgers run the offense, the first team mm-hmm. offense, as the leader of that offense to see how everybody responded to him and how he mm-hmm. responded to the situation. And Jordan Love is getting that this this OTA. He's getting that. So, so he's, is he, he's there now? He's there, yeah. So Okay, I know he wasn't there last week during the volunteer yeah. stuff. Or during the, yeah, okay, good. Um, yeah, uh, great, awesome. Um, <laughs> the other quarterback news that came out is I'm seeing here in, in conversations with uh, Acme Packing Company writers, Apparently, the Packers are talking with um, <coughs> having a, a tryout for a former Air Force quarterback. I'm going to try to find his name as we talk about it. But okay. apparently, set all the Air Force records for passing yards in a season and stuff, which is and, – and I kind of wanted to joke about like, well, yeah, I mean, seriously, like the Air Force should throw more. They're the Air Force. They're the Air and the, Force. The Army it, should, the Army should run way more and, you know, just control the ground. Right. And the Navy should just get out. And the Navy just, should just go drowned. Just <laughs> just leave. Because what are they doing playing football? This is yeah. not. <laughs> we love yeah. you, Navy. You're fine. You're all well and good. Just, you know. Yeah. I don't know why you're in the DOD with the rest of us. Just go join the Coasties. Yeah, why don't you and the Coast Guard just go hang out in Homeland Security and yeah. My dad one time dropped the joke. He's like, he's like, well, your brother's in the Navy, and you know they cover like two thirds of the earth. I'm like, you tell me any of your friends who live there? I don't know any. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's nobody out there. What are you defending? Yeah. Nobody else even has a deep water navy. So I still I can't find that dude's name. It's really? somewhere in our China, talks. China, China doesn't even have one. Anyway. No, they don't hey, go uh, deep. Quick aside on Greg Jennings. I I uh, fully uh, I'm fully in the thought that. Cause he still lives in Minnesota and him and his wife are bodybuilders and they're yeah. located out of Minnesota and they live in Minnesota and he's a Michigan kid. So, I mean, he's upper Midwest, so he knows cold. So yeah. that, that makes sense. He's, it's not like he's a Florida kid or something like that, but I, I think he, I think he decided to stay in Minnesota after his career was done as a play because just the way he, he was when he left the Packers, like oh, I'm going to Minnesota. And when he was there, he's like, Oh, I love it here in Minnesota. I love it. I love it more here in Minnesota than anywhere else. Uh, and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to stay here. He's so convicted to staying in Minnesota to prove some stupid point that he has chosen to continue living in Minnesota. Which they'll believe. They, they like that kind of thing. Here's the guy's yeah. name. is Donald Hammond third. That sounds oh like an Air Force name. That sounds name. like someone that should have went to Princeton. Sounds like an Air Force name. He is the all-time leader in the Air Force Academy in passing efficiency. And average per third. completion <laughs> led the team to an 11 and two record and a 21 ranking. He's going to have a hard time, obviously, in NFL um, practices because they're going to have to wake him up before noon, and he's <laughs> not going to be used to that as an Air Force guy. So <laughs> we're all over it today. <laughs> Go Army, beat Navy, and we don't care about Air Force. <laughs> all right, that's all we've got yeah. for real Packers stuff. It's so, it's, it's, so, and someone it. might be mean to you. <laughs> Which I know Air Force officers aren't used to. You got to pull uh, out your your uh, your card. You're like I'm being stressed here. Yeah, <laughs> that was a thing somewhere in the in the military of our, our youth. At some point, somebody had one of those yeah, stress cards. Uh, yeah. All right, so the Brewers, the Brewers is. I, I, was, I was I was a simple I was transition. a simple E five when you were dealing with that as a young officer, so I didn't <sighs> have to deal with that so much. Buck yeah. Sergeant versus one LT. Fight. Um, fight, no. Um, Fatality. I always tell people, it's like, you stress know, card. I know how much, you know, Aaron and all the other enlisted, you know, hated having to deal with officers. And, you know, when I was enlisted, I definitely had some of those moments. Um, but when I was an officer, then I was in the room with them when all the NCOs were gone. And then I heard them talk when there weren't NCOs around. I was like, oh, no, I hate you more now. <laughs> this is so much worse. Anyhow, like, remember the Silver Fox? God, I remember the Silver Fox. Jeez. The um, the Brewers have won three yeah. straight now, Aaron. 
the Bruins have won three straight. That's why I lost track during the Bucks was because they were up five zero going into the ninth tonight, and, and they got out five to three. I mean, before that, they lost three straight, including losing a two game set with the Royals. Yeah, that was embarrassing. That no. was, yeah, that was. I, I'm in, in between that and then just losing that first game to um, the Reds. Yeah, I really think I really think that's what. That was like a it. weird low for for my it my Brewers watching you, of this season at least. You know what it was? It was watching Brand. It was watching Woodruff sitting in the dugout after his usual eight inning, zero runs, uh, ten strikeouts, just being the most dominant. But he's a he's a legit Cy Young, yeah. And he's not going to get it because he's not going to have enough wins unless he's going to have to Felix Hernandez as a Cy Young this year because of the beginning of the season. And I really think that was the turning point was watching him in the dugout trying to keep his cool as the offense couldn't get a wild yeah, run. There. Yeah. Couldn't get a run across the plate. One run. That's all it would have taken. And they, were, they couldn't do it. They're down they they lose that game two to nothing. And yeah. uh he is now sorry, they I think needed two runs to like get it to extra innings. But yeah, I mean just a run at some point would have been nice. His ERA but, is one point four one second. <laughs> right? And his whip is a point seven. He's that's again second. He's tied for fourteenth in strikeouts, but he is one hundred sixth in record. He's he's three and two, and just like he's what is kid. going on with this thing? It is ridiculous that he can have a one point four one. They almost lost on. it. They almost lost it for him tonight again uh, too. And oh yeah, they they find ways to just mess this up. But but that was against the Padres at least, who are the best team in baseball. You know, coming in thirty and seventeen, and well, if you they're still asking who's the best team in baseball, and people still say that it's the uh, the Dodgers. They asked uh, managers and they asked the front office people. Mm-hmm. Still say it's the Dodgers. The Brewers now four and zero though. Well, when you have the biggest payroll in baseball, you should yeah. be the best team. You should be. Brewers when you now four and zero against the Padres. You though. should be the best team. Yeah, four and zero against the Padres at this point. Yeah, um, they're going to win the season series because there's three games left against. Pod- well, I guess I can't remember if they play again later this year, but three games left in this series here with the Padres mm-hmm. playing them at home this time. I mean, they took the series last time in San Diego, and then they get the Nationals, who have had a real rough go of late, um, and they mm-hmm. don't have any bullpen. No, they don't have much um, of anything left anymore. Yeah. This, these days. it's been nice to the Brewers have scored. I think it is it four four runs in uh, was it. Five straight games, four straight games. No, five. No, no I just five because they got four hold against on, the Royals, four against the Reds, four against the Reds, nine against the Reds, five against the Padres. That's five straight games of four runs or more. Yeah. They should win way more than three. Oh, of what those. was it? Uh, Ken, uh, Wong had the first hit with runners in scoring position in a week and a half against the Reds. He had it's, a he had a triple, and I couldn't believe it. It was was that is that true? Like I no, that's God, absolutely that, true. They're 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 risp. Yeah, let's go with the, the abbreviation there. Their runners in scoring positions, batting average is just abysmal. Their batting average in general is bottom abysmal. five. I mean, it was, it was, bottom it was, five. It was pushing. Last, last week when we had this, our podcast, it was pushing the Mendoza line, and that was before the Royal series and the beginning of the first game of the Red series. Yeah, and they were 28th in the league last week. And I mean, just, just or, I mean, in the major leagues. So not just in right. the, whoever. Obviously, if I'm saying there's 28 teams, I don't mean in just the National League. I hope everyone caught that. If not, you don't really watch baseball. But anyhow, <laughs> just <laughs> so getting a little momentum here, hoping to find ways. This is the one thing about baseball that is, it, you have to remind yourself not to get too angry, too high, too low. It's 162 games. It's going to be a while. Um, the Cardinals are losing tonight. Um, where are they playing the White Sox? They're down 5-1. Mm. Uh, so that. That could be good too. That could all help us out here. Getting a win against the Reds helps out. Finding ways to beat some of these teams and and just find a way to hit. One of the things the Brewers did recently, trying getting some more offense in. Obviously, um, everyone's seen Yelich came back up. Hero was called back up today, so Hero will be mm-hmm. back in the lineup. He was hitting very well in the minors in in AAA. Mm-hmm. Um, he was his his. Um, OPS was back over, I think it was like 1.2 almost. He was doing very well. Yeah. He was hitting a lot of doubles. He hit a home run again Six last doubles, week. Doubles, three home runs, yeah. like 10 RBIs or something like that. Yeah, Getting to look more like himself again. And I think mm-hmm. you know the change to positions has got to be something he's thinking about. 
And what you want to do when you're batting is not have to think so much. You want to be able to be just who you are. And so hopefully he's just feeling more comfortable now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, though, is this trade for uh, Willie Adamas. Adamas, yeah. Speaking of switching positions, I mean, <laughs> my God, he was two for two tonight with two RBIs. Yeah. And he's he's very good and and or, sorry, leave... two for two two for two tonight with two walks. Excuse okay. me, I read the box score wrong. Yeah, the, the big thing that gets me on this is is I, I take this as you know go for the gestalt of it all, right? Mm-hmm. Look at this in the you know the overall view. Um, we started the last year we and we had Arcia, and yeah. then we traded away Trent Grisham to go make sure we got Luis Arce, you know Luis uh, uh, Urias, all right. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, well, he's going to be our shortstop of the future. It was essentially trying to get rid of the guy who led your team in batting average and was, I think, third or fourth in OPS last year. Yep. Not, not great. I mean, he's a career 240 hitter, 244 hitter. But mm-hmm. nice and great glove. And you brought in Urias, and you gave up Trent Grisham, who's been very good for the Padres. I mean, very nice to have back there instead of having Billy McKinney, who my, my son is now taking to calling him the boat. He's mm-hmm. the best of all time. <laughs> Bodie, Bodie McBoatface. Bodie sure. McBoatface. I mean, he does it tongue-in-cheek because he's obviously not the best of all time. But he's he's had a couple fun clutch moments for the Brewers this year. But, I mean, like, we gave up Trent Grisham to get Urias. And then later on here, we traded Arcia away for two guys who will never be in the majors. Just mm-hmm. They're like 26 and 27. They're not getting here. We didn't need those guys. They weren't prospects. I, I'm so I'm still just it astounds me. Why why did we trade him? Yeah, we got basically nothing for him. Apparently, the Brewers think more of Urias than the Packers do of Aaron Rodgers. Well, almost just, not because they, just, they, they did. just they just traded away all of his competition is what they did. But then they brought in Adamas, who, who is who's going to be the starting shortstop from here on out. Right? Who is and and, and by the way, he he is. A better measurable player. His WAR is higher. His batting average is higher. He's he's he's, he's a plus defender. Uh, he, he's a very good player. You're glad to have him on the team. Take it from the beginning where you have Arcia, and then say, "Look, I'm going to give up Fire Eisen. I'm going to give up Rasmussen. Yeah. Rasmussen's a great talent. He's throwing 102, and he's got to get a little control. But man, you can get that. And then say also Trent Grisham." You I'll can give get, a, two, you can teach control, you can't teach speed. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to get you two MLB um, level you know, relievers and a starting outfielder with power and speed. And, and we're going to do that to get a little better at shortstop while also picking up two, wide, two relievers that we will never play in the majors. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what? What are we doing? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what happened. It's a Drunk long David. play. Drunk David Stern was in charge that day. So, well, if you're looking at it and what what the the um the real just Pollyanna Brewers fans are doing now, they're like, I don't know why anyone's upset about this trade. Like, we got better. He's a better player. It's like, and he's better than Arcia. Everyone needs to shut about Arcia. It's like we got, we got like, rid of but... Arcia, <laughs> we got rid of Gresham and Arcia, and then had to give up Fireheisen and Rasmussen, and all we have in return is. Adamus, who's good, and we're, now we have Urias. Yeah, I mean, essentially, in terms of people who will play every day now, I mean, we have Urias as a backup. We got a backup shortstop and a who has a lower batting average, lower WAR, and is less has had way more errors than Arcia had in two seasons this year. Um, and as your backup, and you picked up a better shortstop than Arcia, but in doing so, yeah, you you gave away so much over the course of, of the last year plus you've you've just given away a bunch of talent like look at the amount of total stuff we have done just to replace Arcia. we went to go get Urias and gave up a, gave up real talent for Urias, and then we went out and gave up more pitching depth and real talent to go get uh, Adamas we gave up a ton solely for the purpose of replacing Arcia, who was fine like yeah, he fine. was if you look at his total numbers over the last couple of years, I'm looking at he's he ranks somewhere like fourteen or twelve in 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 OPS and war and stuff, and you're like, All right, guys, you got a guy you went from fourteen to nine. And what you did was you gave up a couple of real starters who are, who affected several games this year. I mean, how, where are the brewers now if Fire Eisen isn't what he was? They they definitely they're 
losing three or four more games than what they did. Right. I mean, and we, we, we just traded away two serviceable. Yeah. In the first. long run, playing the long game, the Brewers have essentially took three trades in order to get slightly better at one position and have damaged two other positions in doing so. True, sir. So the long run bothers me in this one. Um, but still, it's nice to see yeah, Adamas playing. losing Firehazen, who's been a, 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 a nice piece so far this year out of the bullpen. Like, I don't Yeah, and maybe the, maybe the long run idea is that, that you think he's bound to regress back to more of what you've seen from him before, and you went and got a little younger well, here, but... Well, well how about, how about long-term thinking that, you know, now we have our solution at shortstop. Well, why did we do the Urias thing in the first place? Like, I yeah. don't understand that. I don't. And yeah, yeah, you're right. The Pollyanna Brewers fans that are like, well, here we go. We got, we got the shortstop we wanted. <laughs> well, what the, the hell? Yeah. Well, why did we way. have to cycle through Urias and lose Gresham in the meantime? Like, we could have just sent Gresham to get Adamus then and or Arcia and some other package. Like, you're right. It's three, it's three trades to do absolutely nothing. And I, I really feel the Adamus trade was more of a reaction. I mean, Urias yeah. was uh, was uh, was the dike with too many holes in it, and they were running out of fingers. And after <laughs> nice. he booted four balls in what four games? Uh, yeah, it got it got rough. He had two different. I mean, Arcia missed some plays. Arcia makes errors. Arcia didn't boot balls. No, this guy is garbage at shortstop. He is well, a garbage shortstop, and he's in his own comparatively head. at least. Arcia might sail a ball over the first. He might sail a ball. He might whiff on one. He might make a bad play. He doesn't boot balls. This guy's booting balls. Arcia never had two errors in the same game. It never happened. Right. And Arcia, Luis Arcia, or Luis Urias, pardon me, has done that twice this year now. Yeah, yeah, it's a rough, it's a rough show in that regard. We're, we're forty five games in. Yeah, and good job. That's yeah. why I said I think I think drunken David Stearns has taken over. That's <laughs> just we'll have to get him roll, on the show. Roll, rolling dice and drinking booze. That's what's happening here. Yeah, we'll have to get him on the show here. Brewers in third in the Central now, two games behind St. Louis and a half game back of the Cubs. Their run differential is a negative seventeen. <laughs> like right, Cubs a half game up are a positive sixteen. The Padres are positive 73, Dodgers plus 72. Even the Giants are plus 47. Biggest thing is the Brewers need to hit. They just need to hit. They need to find a way to hit and just try to get something going here. Getting what, Hopefully what we get Yelich back feeling more comfortable as he goes, get Hira back, get him more comfortable as he goes. Uh, just start taking advantage of those runners on scoring position at some point because they get there and then nothing mm-hmm. happens. And, and what kills me too about this Brewers team is like it's they they're 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 beating the Padres, they're beating the Dodgers, yeah. They're they're beating the good teams. Yeah. The Braves are okay. They they lost to them. The Phillies aren't any good. They lost to them. Yeah. They they got beat bad by, by the by by the uh, Royals who are in full on sell mode at this point and uh, trying to build up the next team for a, a world series run in three years, you know, I, yeah. it's just, you know. Yeah. So we're going to end on that note. Cause that's what we've got here, everybody. But uh, yeah. hopefully we'll come back. It, we're, we got to lead with bucks. I want you to think about the bucks and the brewers getting three wins in a row. All right. And you know it. what? The, the, the Packers won a fake super bowl after trading fake Aaron Rodgers in a fake season so, <laughs> on bleacher report. Come on. Yeah, I get it. Actually, <laughs> at first I hated you. I hated Bleacher Report when you said that, and then after it came out, I was like, "Oh, sorry, I didn't. I heard you wrong. I was reading in the background. And I heard it wrong again, and uh, like I do, and I was like, now, now I'm in favor of Bleacher Report. It's, it's my my love for Bleacher Report, Bleacher Report, and uh, Pro Football Focus uh, swings like cryptocurrency. <laughs> so I'm high one day on it, low on it the next. To day. the moon. All right, everybody. To the moon. And by the way, if if you want, if you ever want to turn eight hundred dollars into a hundred dollars real quick, just go with the Aaron Flottam <laughs> cryptocurrency plan. It ain't going so hot right now. Well, if you want to really get invested, you got to get that. Um, what's her name from uh, the Tiger King? Uh, Carol Baskin's putting that together. God a, damn, Carol Baskin. <laughs> she's getting a cat styled 
currency going. Oh it's going to be amazing. Okay. All right, everybody. Hey, mm. uh, thanks for joining us once again this week, everybody, our fans. Love uh, you. you know, Wisconsin, across the U.S. and around the world, we're so grateful to have you with us every week as we va- we very quickly are approaching 5,000 downloads. Um, we're in our 144th episode now, coming up on 150 very soon, so we're very happy oh, about that. I'll forget There's when the- it happens because uh, I keep forgetting to keep track, but this is 144 because I, I actually did count it up last week. But um. Our, our, sesqu- our ses- sesqu- sesquicentennial? Is that yeah, sesquicentennial. Very good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so anyhow, thank you again. You can follow this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. You can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. Uh, Hi. Yeah, remember, wherever it is you listen to us, please download, listen, rate, and review us. And, of course, remember, whether you're on the town or on the go, it's always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.